The first name and the most used name in the Scripture of God is Yahweh. Say it with me. Yahweh means the God who's always there. Yahweh means the name of God, and it's used more in the Bible than any other name. In fact, it's used 6,800 times in both Old and New Testament. And the translation literally, Yahweh, means to be, or the ever-living God, or the self-existing God. All that means that God does not need anything outside of Himself. He does not need anyone outside of Himself for His self-existence. And that is why I want you to yell with me, praise Yahweh. Praise God bless you. The second name that revealed to us in the Scripture is Yahweh Yara. Can you say that? In English, we often say Jehovah Jireh. And then the song, the kids often sing here, and they have to go and explain it, you know, my provider. <laughs> because I'm going to explain to you it's more than just a provider. The word means a lot more than just being my provider. The word yara is the, the one who sees ahead, not just the one who sees. Everybody can see. <laughs> but it's the one who sees ahead. If somebody up high up there, he can see things you can't see. When was the last time did you thank God for going ahead of you and rescuing you even when you did not know it? Because He sees your needs before you do. Because He sees your needs before the needs arises. Because He sees the problem before it appears. Because He provides a solution to your impossibility before you discover them. Because He sees your difficulties and He helps you overcome them. Because He sees your temptations and He gives you victory over them before you face them. He is Yahweh Yara. He sees ahead and prepares ahead, even when you can't see it. Now I come to the third name that God reveals to us about Himself, and that's Yahweh Rapha. Now the word Rapha means to heal, to cure, or to restore, more accurate. And beloved, God doesn't only heal and restores. Healing is His name! Can I get an amen? Healing is His name. His name is synonymous with wholeness. His name is synonymous with power for our weakness. His name is synonymous with being a balm on our wounds. His name is synonymous with healthy self-image. His name is synonymous with mending broken hearts. His name is synonymous with the renewal of our degenerate Minds, His name is synonymous with restoring shattered relationships. And the greatest wholeness, of course, we're going to experience when we see Him face to face, because the Bible said we're going to be like Him. And imagine that day. We're going to be like Jesus. And that is why we praise and we worship, adore Yahweh Rafi. We praise who? And the fourth name God reveals to us about Himself is Yahweh Nessi. God is my banner. Now, beloved, hear me right, please. When you're fighting under Yahweh's flag, let me tell you, on the authority of the Word of God, you are assured of victory. 
Listen, you and I know from practical everyday life. We know that we honor and respect the American flag. And the reason we honor and respect the flag is because for those who have fought for that flag and died in protecting that flag, because of the freedom that we have, we owe to those who gave their life to defend the flag. The very prosperity we enjoy, and we might not have it for much longer, but at least we've got it now, the very prosperity we have is because people fought and died for that flag. In the same way, when we praise Yahweh Nessie, we are waving. We are waving His flag. We are saying to the enemy of our soul, take this, Satan. <laughs> we are waving, and we are marching under Yahweh's flag. I am under Yahweh's magnificent oversight. I am under Yahweh's control. And because Yahweh is Nessie and is my Nessie, Satan you need to know that my victory is assured. Satan, you need to know that you cannot destroy me, and you cannot destroy God's purpose in my life until He says so. You haven't heard me say this. When people are worried about me going here or traveling or whatever, then they come say, oh, are you sure you're doing this? I say, listen, I am indestructible until God says so. Until He calls me home, I am indestructible. And so are you. So are you. Beloved, we need to fly the Lord's flag. We need to fly it in our lives. We need to fly it over our souls. We need to fly it over our families. We need to fly it over our homes. And we need to fly it over our marriages. We need to fly it over our church. And that is the secret of victory. I don't know, only you do, what giants are you facing in your life? I don't know what giants are you facing right now. I don't know. I don't know, but you do. I don't know whom you think ought to destroy you. I don't know who's trying to destroy your marriage, or who's trying to destroy your family, or who's trying to destroy your business. I don't know, but you do. I don't know who or what is terrifying you and causing you to live in fear and in terror and anxiety and worry. I don't know what past experience that is haunting you and that's pulling you back. Every time you want to go forward, that past experience pulls you back. But whatever giant you are facing today, you can yell, praise Yawanesi. Praise who? He is bigger than any giant in your life. He is greater than any problem. He is mightier than any obstacle. He is higher than any mountain that you're facing. Say it with me. Praise. And the fifth one is Yahweh Makadish. That's the Hebrew word which means to be set apart. Be set apart. Dedicated for a cause. Set aside. Makadish is used of people when they're being set aside for a task, or sometimes actually used for utensils in the temple. When they put these utensils for holy use, for God's use, in the temple, they're not allowed to be used for anything else. That word is, is used, makadish. This utensils are makadish. This people are makadish. And it's translated, yes, in English, holy. Holy. I am told there are so many pastors and Bible teachers who do not want to use the word holy. They do not want to use the word holiness because they say it actually causes unreasonable restriction over their behavior. How far we've come. How far we've come. Think about this. 
The word that means to be cleansed and set apart is now an offense. The Bible said, without holiness, no one can see God. Say that with me. Without holiness, no one can see God. What does it mean? It means to be separated from sin. It means to be set aside or dedicated. Listen to me. When we say God is holy, it means that He's totally separated from sin, that He is totally set aside from all impurities. It means, as He said and described Himself in Leviticus chapter 20 and verse 7, I am Yahweh Makadish. This is the way God describes Himself. You can't improve on that. God's holiness also means that He's free to act in ways that may not make sense to us, but make perfect sense to Him. And He goes to God, why are you doing this? Why is this happening, God? I got this. Not me. (laughs) God is saying that. I got it. It's under my control. Don't panic. Listen to me. When we try to put God in a box, I want you to remember that it is Yahweh Makadesh. Say it with me. Yahweh Makadesh. He is totally free to act graciously when we expect judgment. He is free to manifest Himself differently from what we expected. But also God sets Himself apart for His church. This is the one thing that tears me up. I'm telling you, and I'm going to explain to you what I mean by this. John 17, the high priestly prayer, where Jesus praying not just for the disciples, but for those who are going to come and believe through their message. You see, God set Himself apart for the believers. He set Himself apart for their holiness. He set Himself apart for their encouragement. He set Himself apart for their empowerment. He set Himself apart for us to be the totality of His focus. Think about that. Think about that. When you begin to comprehend that, I I pray that everyone will get it. (laughs) If you are His child, God is set apart for you to be the totality of His focus. And when that happens, when you get it, I pray to God you get it, okay? (laughs) When you get it, you want to be set apart totally for Him. You can't help it. And so, we praise who? Six, Yahweh Shalom. He is our peace. He is our peace. In the book of Judges, chapter 6, verse 24, Gideon builds an altar to the Lord, and he called it Yahweh Shalom. Yahweh Shalom. Say it with me. Why? Because at that time, God's people had no peace. They had no peace of mind. They had no peace physically. They had no peace at all. I want you to remember this. When Satan comes, especially in the days we're living in right now, and try to steal your peace, I want you to remember that, okay? Whatever you're going through right now, remember Yahweh is what? Here you go. (laughs) Yahweh. Back then, the Israelites are being harassed by their enemies. 
I mean, they could not get a decent night's sleep. They were harassed and harassed day after day, and they come in as soon as their crops are ready to be harvested. They light a fire, and they burn them, and they become impoverished, and they got in such a miserable situation. They were on the verge of death. And one day, listen to me, one day they faced up to the source of the lack of peace. This is the problem. We never go to the source. We always focus on the symptoms. We stay with the symptoms. But you need to go to the source. Find out what is causing that lack of peace. And they faced up to it. They faced up to the fact that the reason for the lack of peace is they're disobedient to Yahweh. And so they cry to the Lord. And the Lord sends an angel to a man, a very ordinary man, in fact, beyond ordinary. The name is Gideon. As a matter of fact, when the angels appeared to him, he said, Oh, you mighty man of God. And Gideon turned to be an Italian. And he said, You talking to me? Are you talking to me? I'm the man of courage. You came to the wrong guy. This is the wrong address. You need to go somewhere else. No, it was you. It was you. Because you plus God equal mighty power. Don't you ever forget that. And so, the Lord gives them victory, and they name the place Yahweh Shalom. I want to tell you something you can take to the bank. Not literally, but you know what I mean. If you do not experiencing genuine, deep, abiding peace, it's two reasons. Either you have never given your life to Jesus Christ and never experienced His presence in your life, or the vast majority of people who are listening to me right now are come under the second category, is that they're living in blatant disobedience to the Word of God. In either case, God can change it today. He can change it today. Yahweh Shalom. Praise Yahweh Roy. Actually, it's more than just the Lord is my shepherd. It really is. The Hebrew word is so tender. I wish I could explain it. It's so tender. Now, we don't see sheep. We don't see shepherds. And we don't even relate to that to begin with. But the word does really mean more than just the Lord is my shepherd. Roy means that His grace is perfect for me, <laughs> that His peace endures in my life that His leading of me is most thoughtful, that His comfort to me is superior than all others, that His companionship is eternal and forever, that His assurance banishes all my fears, that His provision makes my enemy flee, that His anointing is my abundance, and that His goodness and mercy is overflowing. Can I get an amen? amen. Praise Yahweh Roy. Say it with me. Praise Okay, I come to the eighth one, and it's found in Jeremiah 23, verse 5. Yahweh tasdiknu. I know it's hard to get your tongue around it. Don't worry about it. Yahweh tasdiknu, the Lord our righteousness. In Jeremiah 23, 5, Jeremiah prophesied of the coming of Jesus, the Messiah. Now, Isaiah and Jeremiah probably gave us more detailed prophecy about the coming of Christ hundreds of years before He was born. We saw Abraham gave us a prophecy 2,000 years before he was born. In fact, Jesus said, Abraham longed to see my day, and he saw my day. But here's what 
he said. Let me read the Scripture to you. This is the name by which he will be called. This is a future prophecy, that he will be called the Lord our righteousness. Remember, during the time of the prophecy, this prophecy came as a a nice glass of cold water to a thirsty and parched people. Because during that time of Jeremiah, there were many prophets who are false prophets. They were prophesying falsely. That sounds familiar. So many of the priests were just busy feathering their own nests. They're feathering their own nests. Those who preach prosperity gospel, they're the ones who are prospering, not the congregation. Violence was rampant. Bloodshed. I can never understand, and I don't get into politics, as you know, but I will speak the truth. I could never understand anybody can vote for anyone who is pro-abortion. When God said, bloodshed is abhorrent to me. I know you know this. And it's not because I nearly was aborted that this is significant to me. It's significant to me because God said, I abhor bloodshed. And a person who doesn't have his or her compass right on life, they got it messed up everywhere else. The spiritual leaders in the time of Jeremiah were confused. They were uncertain. And here comes the word from the Lord. The day is coming. The day is coming. And I'm sending my Messiah who will be called my righteousness. And you know, not long ago when I was preaching from the Sermon on the Mount, I told you we have no righteousness if we live two million lifetimes, if we do a lot of good work that lasts a million years. We have no righteousness. We have no right standing with God the Father. Only through the righteousness of Jesus Christ are we righteous before God. In fact, the word literally means, testiknu, means an upright or straight or an arrow sometimes referred to. No wonder the Apostle Paul could say, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, he said, Christ is our righteousness. We have no righteousness without Jesus. Praise Yahweh testiknu. Say it with me. Praise. Finally, for now anyway, Ninth name is Yahweh Shama. Actually, literally can be the God who hears me. But the one who hears me is because he's there all the time. The God who's always there or God who always hears me. Beloved, listen to me. He is there for you every moment of every day. He never puts you on hold to take another call. He never turns you down. He never ignores you. He never says, oh, no, not you again. In fact, the Bible said He rejoices over us with singing. He's delighted when you come to Him. He loves it when you genuinely want to fellowship with Him. He loves it when you want to be in intimacy with Him. In Matthew 28, 20, Jesus said, Lo, I am with you. How often? Always. How many times? Always. Praise with me. Yahweh Shema. I'm almost at the end, but I want to give a word of testimony. 
I have never begun to praise the names of God without being engulfed in the presence of God. Not one time. I don't know what I'm giving away family secrets, but I was up at 4 o'clock and in another room, of course, praying, and I was praying loud. My wife jumped out of bed and said, Are you okay? I said, Yeah, just praising God. <laughs> Listen, the more I know God, the more I want to praise Him. And the more I see Him working in my life, the more I see His power and sovereignty surrounding me. Now, what I want you to do as we come to the end, I want you to go through the list with me. All the nine names. Praise. 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 Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, teach us in these tough, hard days. Teach us to praise your names. That is the secret of our power. That's the secret of victory. Lord, I pray that we would develop intimacy with you, that regardless of what happens all around us, we know that we have power where power really belongs. You, Lord Jesus, in your name I pray. Amen and amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Dr. Michael Youssef, recently featured on Leading the Way. If you'd like to know more about us, please visit ltw.org. That's ltw.org.